Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. game92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. Good morning, Georgia! Morning. And good morning to you folks in Mableton. And your neighbors, they're right around the corner yep, from you. Yep, they are. Out there right down there at Thornton Road yeah, there yeah, and yeah, around right, the area. Right around the corner from you. We got a... Mableton. Um, it's, it's right there. Oh, what's over there? Pebble Brooks over there. Yes. Yeah. How are they doing? They're they, 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 they going to do fine. They got, got a new coach over there, but that's, you know, for football. And they ought to do, uh, but they, but they should do well. Okay, um, we were um, well. We got reached out to by reached by, out by to. Dr. J. Okay, Julian. He knows what we're talking about. This is his other name, Dr. J. We were talking about defenses in the NFL with names or years. Those were the those are the special ones. And we came up with you know eighty five Bears, two thousand two thousand Ravens. You got uh, the Legion of Boom. You got Purple People Leaders. You got the, the Fearsome foursome. You got uh, who was the other one? I, I missed. Grits Blitz. Grits Blitz. You mentioned yeah. that Seahawks. But I forgot. I said. Uh, oh, my bad. Legion of Boom. You did. My bad. <laughs> he just got a degree, by the way. Yeah. And um, but we got a, Dr. J reached out. We left one off of here. Orange Crush. Tom Jackson and the boys from Denver. Okay. Okay. Ah, I forgot about that. Was it Steve Atwater and them boys? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Tom yeah, Jackson? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mess with them. You know, everybody thinks about an Elway in the offense. Nope. Orange Crush. Yeah. So there you go. Thank you, Doc. He, he sent us that one. So, um, what are we doing? <laughs> Just, yeah, so NBA, I got all these we notes here. We're NBA because yeah. we got playoffs. We got. We got uh, the Lakers on the verge of Actually, that's going. what LeBron's saying. You know, right and, and that's the thing. You know what I mean? Everybody said, could it be Lakers-Celtics? No. No. Not no, this time. No. Um, you know, it looked like it was happening. You know, whenever, whenever there's a possibility of that matchup and, you know, it looked like things were going to fall. Because like I always said about these playoffs, they've been like March Madness. These NBA playoffs have been just like the college tournament. Their unpredictability uh, and players who've been able to rise to the occasion – and beat some teams it seems like they shouldn't have a chance for. It's just like this Miami team. It's Jimmy Butler and some dudes, man. Like I said, the bus is going to open today. The bus is going to pull up, and they're going to open the door. Jimmy Butler's going to get out and some other dudes. And what they do, what the other ones do, we know what he's going to do. Right. But you don't know what the other's going to do, but, you know, they all they all fall, uh, fall in, find their places, and, 
And they're going to be up. home, too. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be something to watch. Looking forward to that down there in Miami. Uh, I want to get back to the thought of, as we talked about the Orange Crush, a Denver Finals. Never happened before in the NBA. And will somebody come up with, oh, it's an unfair advantage because they play at 5,000 feet and the team uh, is coming in is not used to it, blah, blah, blah. No, nah, I'm saying somebody's going to try no, and put it that won't. in there. No, it won't. It helped them all these years. Well, look at Shut Up real quick, but I'm saying yeah. somebody's going to try that. It, it doesn't help me. It doesn't help them all these years. If it was something that happened on an annual basis or it happened before. Well, it does happen. Every team that plays there says there is a thing about playing in Denver. They and, all say it. And hadn't, it hadn't hurt them to this point. Well, it hasn't got that team, though, to the finals either. Yeah, you know, but that's the thing. Um, and we're talking more than just – I think for a team that may be doing over a series is that for a period of time, they may get more acclimated to it than somebody who drops in there for a game like a football game. You drop in there on a Friday or on a Saturday, you play on – yeah, that, that's who you better have something on the sideline to help you out. You don't want to end up like know, Ryan Clark. You know what I mean? He lost his spleen, and all, of course yeah. he had that sickle cell gene and all that. Yeah, but yeah. Please, yeah. But, 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 that's, but that's the thing. You, you – um, you're there, and you're having some time to get, you know, climatized and get used to it if you play in a series. To me, that's different. And that's maybe that's why, you know, Denver hadn't made it there. Well, maybe just the teams weren't, weren't uh, equipped to make it. This who's, one this one seems like it is. This team seems like they're equipped to make it. Everybody thought, you know, Phoenix. We were used to seeing Golden State. Sacramento was fun. Sacramento was so it much was, fun really to was. see a breath of fresh air in the playoffs. And some people that were really excited, a community that was really excited. These playoffs have been great. They've, they've been great, as you would say, theater. Mm-hmm. You know, and and very, very, uh, very entertaining. So I mean, that's some tragic parts of it too when you think about it, because that makes me think of Dylan Brooks well, we and what he attempted. Him. And when you think about some of the coaches that got pink slips. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, p- people you didn't think like Coach Bud. You didn't think Coach Bud's get a pink slip. My goodness, you know. I mean, you just won championship. Yeah, I mean, it's a short shelf life, yes. man. It's a very well, short shelf life. When your superstar is, is unhappy. I guess. But, I mean, you know, that that's just it, though. The coaches that, that got dismissed. I mean, usually if you make the playoffs, you, you, you're you pretty safe, you know. But this is a transient league, though, right? The, these guys jump around. I mean, you, you talk about the teams that are probably going to end up playing for the, for, the, for the title are teams that have been put together with not a lot of top free agents. No, you know these aren't these are guys who just had to come together six months They're ago. They're shooting whole through season. the theory that you got to have three superstars. Exactly, you ain't got to have that. Like I said, whether <laughs> you got to have want to. If three superstars got your championship, then the Nets are playing for their third, <laughs> and, and that's not happening, right? They, they well, had, who's the third superstar? What? Superstar is the key word phrase. Well, well, they well they said there was three. They were counting Ben Simmons. Right. Well, I've said that ever since he got came out of LSU, but but uh, nobody listened to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really, I really have. He ain't done nothing to impress me yet, and we thoroughly exposed we thoroughly exposed him down here in Atlanta. We dared him to hit a free throw shot. Yep, yep. I mean, I, oh my goodness. <laughs> so, what does that say about the Hawks? Then let's let's bring this conversation okay. as we speculate about three superstars or want to mm-hmm. or or. You know, free agents coming together. What is it that you feel like this team needs, or the type of player it needs, to become part of that conversation? They need, they need, two. They need two. I don't know if you can get two in one. We we, we need a veteran leader. We need a veteran voice. I've believe said that you. all through. I believe you there. A, a yeah. veteran voice. I don't know if you can get that veteran voice to also be the person that compliments our star player. You know that that's the other point we need. We need that player, and, and we still may have that player. We that's what you know Murray's 
purpose was supposed to be, to be that complimentary player that runs beside him and gives him that second person, that, that, that Batman and Robin, whatever you want to call it. But but that was hot and cold. That you know, and I don't know if they need to just spend more time together this offseason. I don't know if they need to go on vacation and take their kids down to maybe they need to be like uh, Terrell. They both got they both got young kids. Take the kids down to Legoland with Terrell. It ain't gonna work with those two being the two. But I mean that maybe they just just spend more time together. I I don't know what it is. I'll tell you what it is. They neither one of them got the dog. And if you're going to have the, the Pippen well, Jordan analogy. Dog. I think you have a dog. No, no, I don't think you do. Because I, I see, here's think, the thing. Think, you I, have to make up for not having a big. And this team don't have a big. You think about who's playing right now, okay? okay. In the East, coming out of coming into a finals or even a, a conference finals, you don't have a productive big or somebody who like can at least have the court awareness that we're talking about that Jokic has. It well, no, you, know, like you, you can't boy. look like him. I mean, there's no, nobody, you can't. There's you nobody can't that, does, that. Nobody that so does you, what he does except for except for Embiid and, and, and Giannis. There's nobody. There's nobody else that, that does what what he can do. So if your stars are going to be so, the guards, like we have here, yeah. all right, then one of them's got to have that dog. That's what Jimmy Butler has. He yeah. can bring. He can elevate those other guys as you call them, the Jordanaires, yeah, but yeah. whatever they want to be called. We don't have that person. I we don't we have do. that. I think we got well, a where's guy. he been? Got, he's yeah, all of a sudden going to form. He, he, I mean, he showed up against Boston. He showed up. He showed up in he the Boston. He showed up series. temporarily against he, Boston. He showed up in the Boston. Series. You can't have that every once well, in a while, that, man. That, you that. can go out there and and put up but, twenty but, but points. But then you once also got to you also got to have somebody that's going to step in and going to and keep things moving when your when your game is off. And that's the other thing. Butler ain't on every night, but but Miami's winning moving forward. So you got to have somebody that's going to step in and and going to keep things moving even when your main guy. It's not having. And what did I say? Miami's got that want to. Yeah. It's want. It's like it's like playing defense. And for whatever reason, from the top down, Pat Riley, Spolstra have instilled that want to. And they say, I would imagine they would say it. Jimmy ain't always gonna be here with us. Yeah. What y'all gonna do? You know. And that's what we're seeing. And it's easier said than done. But yet, it's this. How come these guys got three superstars too? And we see what we're seeing in Miami. You know what I mean? And. You know, or, or a team like Phoenix. I, although Chris Paul was out, you still had well. That's every two, year. But still, you had you had you had two two big timers on. Who just came there. together though? Chemistry. What do we yeah. talk about throughout this season? Well, at least how they long made, does that at take? Least they made it in. What about Dallas? Well, that's true. Well, well they had the dudes, wrong superstar. We know about down, that. Them two dudes down there. You know. Jeez. So I mean, that, that's just it. You 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 can't just throw you know three big time stars together and instantly know that it's going to happen. I think these playoffs. Kind of Joe Dad. Yeah, you're it. absolutely right. You know, so where does where you, you brought him up? Where does Kyrie end? You think end up? Oh, I don't know. Max, you want to jump in on this? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I had something to bring up before the Kyrie. I think Kyrie could end up staying there actually. But uh, I was going to ask you guys, how do you rank Jimmy Butler all time? Because I did some thinking, and it's like, okay, maybe he had a good postseason. It's not a fluke. This isn't like a one-time thing. He constantly elevates his level of play when it matters most. But when you look I'll at his you regular he season, he wasn't an all-star this year. He has no MVPs. It, like, how do you rank him? I give him a name. Eli Manning. You think? Eli Manning. I mean, he hasn't got the, tr- he hasn't got the ring yet, but how does Eli Manning sit there at the dinner table and look Peyton Manning in the eye and go, yeah, I, I got the same as you. He got all them regular season records. He's like, the, well, he's the A-Rod of, of the NFL. But you're asking me, I don't know. But he shows up at playoff time. And the guys who, who show up at playoff time, they're few and far between. And the one that popped in my mind was Eli. Jimmy's been in the league a very long time. He's bounced around. Eli was with one team. He, you know, he's still been considered 
a very, very, very good player, yeah. but not a great player. But for whatever reason, man, when it gets to be Super Bowl time, and it ain't like his defense, like his brother, won him those Super Bowls. That dude won with a helmet pass, and and was it um, Manningham? He got him on a, on a corner route. Eli performed in them Super Bowls. So all I'm saying is that's the immediate one that popped in my mind. I don't know if it's at, but you guys come up with another one? That's a good one, though. Yeah, it just, it, it's reminiscent of Dwayne Wade, that, just that Kobe Bryant mentality. Those like, dudes, he doesn't care yeah. who he has. He doesn't care who's against him. He doesn't care if you're rooting for him, if you're not rooting for him. It's like he's just fully embraced that Miami culture. And then it's just like you look at a guy like James Harden, if you look at the history books, he has MVPs, he's led the scoring. But all time, I would take Jimmy because of what he does when it matters most. And he got that dog in him. And you talk about those other two guys, Kobe and, and, and whoever else, they were great during the season. Jimmy Butler's fighting with his teammates during the season, <laughs> right? He got in a Spolstra's face. So he's there is, vocal. He's combative. And, and he has ticked off some of his teammates, but for whatever reason, listen, we sat and there was an interview this past week. I don't know if you saw it, but Draymond Green did something we did not expect him to do. He fell on the sword and said one of the reasons we ain't playing right now is because we never came back together after I smacked Jordan Poole. That's what he said. I can believe that. And he said that, that by the time I came where I felt myself, half the season was already done, and I could have been, A, I could have you know, been myself and been that vocal leader, but also he was struggling, and I could have been there for him. It was a really refreshing conversation. So he fell on that sword and, and talked about that. There are various reasons why – this team or teams have this dismantling. And you think they could get it back together, but it's not always the case. So Draymond, in his case, it didn't work out. But yet, for whatever reason, Jimmy Butler's fighting with Spolstra. He's fighting with other guys on the team. And here they are sitting there. He's not really with, fighting with him now. The guy went after him. No, there yeah. was no physical punches yeah. thrown, but yeah. a guy did want to go after him and smack That's kind of like Kobe, though. That's kind of like Jordan. I'm not saying he's Kobe or Jordan talent, but like they weren't always the easiest people to get along with. When you watch like The Last Dance, I mean, obviously but you guys were, watch it live. They, it's they like, were, hey, he's kind of... A they jerk. were great all season long. Like you're, you're, the point you brought up was that Jimmy's not that dude during the yeah. season. Those guys that you just mentioned are. Yeah. They're that yeah. way from start to finish. Right. He, for whatever reason, does the one thing that everybody, at least in the league, and coaches hate. Oh, I can turn the switch on, coach. No problem. He yeah. does that. Yeah, he really does. It's crazy. <laughs> it's night and day. And you don't want to live, you know, walk through your career doing that. But, yeah, it's, it's listen, it's fun to watch. Because you don't expect it, but yet he's still, he keeps coming back and performing. Yeah. It is uh, Sam and Greg. We're going to uh, talk baseball next. Mark Simon is going to come out here, and he's going to let us know why. Well, we'll just see if he changes his tune. But he <laughs> yeah. had something to say about the Braves shortstop and, his, you know, how long he's going to be pr- producing. And, and, and there's a certain pitcher for the Mets that heard the Boo Birds this week. Yes, he did. So Mark Simon is going to join us next. Ah. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. Thank you, uh, everybody, again, for letting us be a part of your weekend morning, Saturday and Sunday mornings. We're back 6 to 10 both days. And uh, just like I said, we want to let them know how much we appreciate it, right? Really do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and Max, too, who was, uh, if you were just joining us, we have a graduate. Yes. A newly minted graduate. Yes. Here. Got you his guys degree. Are so nice. Got his master's degree. 
Right. Yep. Yeah. No. 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 My bachelor's. Yeah. Yeah. Right. See, you're trying to speak the masters. I'm not there yet. So you see what he's doing? You see uh-huh. what he's doing? Yep. 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 But I did education. tell my professor about you guys, and she tunes in, and she's very happy. So thank you, guys. As we uh, bring our guest on here, I want to let you know that on this date, Sam. Yes. The name ring ring a bell to you, Rafael Ramirez. Yeah. Rafael Ramirez, Atlanta Brave. Mm-hmm. Rafael Ramirez mm-hmm. on this day, 1986, hit four doubles. In a game. Wow. <laughs> yes, he did. He hit four doubles in one game. One game. There's somebody out there right now going, I was at that game. <laughs> I was. Um, anyway, I bring that stat on here because um, as we welcome our guest, Mark Simon, the guy who we're going to talk to him about went 0 for 4 yesterday. He didn't get four doubles. He uh-huh. went hitless. He's still sitting at 301 batting average, which ain't too bad. That'll get you into the Hall of Fame. But that's, of course, just May 21st. You, sir, Mark Simon, as we welcome you and say good morning to you, there's some people in our listening audience who remember what you said about the Brave shortstop weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> so I knew it. I, I, was, I was actually preparing an introduction that was going to be something like, you guys, you guys are, are. This is a part of the show where you're going to tell me how wrong I was. Well, no, 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 no. You, listen, you, you're, 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 I'm sure you're an upstanding person, and you will fall on the sword when need be. But you were very confident about your prediction, so I would like you I, to say again what you thought, given the history of this player, and where you, uh, where your opinion is right now. So the track record for this guy is that he doesn't do this that he typically hits in the 240s and has a 675 OPS, which I believe is quite comparable to one Rafael Ramirez, who had a 637 OPS for his uh, major league career, but had some in the 670s back in the day. Um, yeah, I was okay. So I guess I'm, I'm still hanging on to that. I don't. I I think over 300 or 400 at bats you're going to see the track record rise to the top. It's 84, 85, 90 at-bats, whatever it is. Um, and I just actually looked very, 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 very quickly. And he has a weak, he has a weakness that can be exploited. He's uh, not a good hitter uh, against the, the heartbreaking stuff, the sliders. Um, so, yeah, I, I still think that I'm going to wind up being – Closer to correct on this than incorrect. I, but, I, I will, uh, yeah, it looks pretty good for now, I guess, for you guys. Before Sam jumps in here, just a quick answer, one way or the other. Is he our shortstop after the All-Star break, or is Vaughn Grissom inserted? <laughs> well, come on, give me one or the know. other. Just give me give, I, take, take a stance. You you were so bold before. I was I was strong on it. I'm gonna I'll stick with it. I okay, think okay. I I I don't I don't abandon projections or predictions after a hundred at bats. I, uh, it, it would be funny, though, that we should, like, do something that, like, if I'm right on this, I'd do something. Not, not, no, not a, like, a real bet, but, like, some sort of silly thing. All right, we'll and come up I'm with one. if I'm wrong on this, you guys do something. Well, right, absolutely. We'll come up with one. We'll come up with one. <laughs> Sam, go ahead. Well, we're spending time on the waitfor.com hotline this morning with Mark Simon. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at Mark A. Simon says, at Mark A. Simon says, okay, Mark, uh, you know we got some difficulties with our starting rotation, and you got something on some pitchers' injuries in a minute, but before we get into that, uh, thoughts about this team. We did a bullpen start last night, and uh, on people all over the social media saying, no more bullpen games. No more. But we've had them work before, uh, but this one, it doesn't. Talk a little bit about, about that process. I think there's potentially an advantage for the pitchers because the batters don't get to see the same pitcher twice. 
um, right. which you would you know, with a normal starter, they would get a second, maybe third chance at him. To me, that's that's potential advantage for the pitchers. Yeah, I I think that the Braves have the guys that that you could do it with too. Like uh, just looking at the depth of the bullpen, and I think we talked about this that it feels like they have uh, six or seven pretty decent guys uh, out there. But I think I read something this morning that said that they were zero and three when they do this this year. Um, which is a little puzzling to me. And again, maybe the track record over the longer haul, it'll work out. But this is what you have to do when you have uh, two guys on the DL, uh, another guy in the minors. Uh, I'm sure this wasn't expected. I'm sure it's not the preferred route. And I do, uh, like, it works for the Rays. It seems to work for the Rays when they had done it in the past. And I I think that it's ideally you're not doing it in August and September. Uh, but if you have to do it to get through a few games, I don't think it's necessarily as bad as a fan might make it out to be. How do you explain Azuna right now in, in his production? His, that, he's, that his numbers are, are yes. starting to come up? Like he's, yeah. been listen, like he's been listening to us complain about him or, and others. <laughs> yeah, his, uh, how do I explain it? I, I think he's a, he historically is a very professional hitter. Uh, I'm looking at the splits right now. Uh, it's still... He's still, like, I guess what happened earlier in the year was he was still really, really below average against the fastball. I'm guessing that in recent times that that's come up, uh, he's been uh, able to hit uh, cutters and splitters, and uh, he's been able to, I think, show what he can legitimately do. I don't necessarily think that it's um, much deeper than that, that uh, a switch flipped for him. And, again, he's older, and you saw last year he hit 226, sub 700 OPS. So it might just be a hot streak, but yeah, he, the guy does, again, we'll go back to track record. His track record is pretty good. Uh, even if it hadn't been the last two years, so maybe uh, I, I don't, I don't know that there's anything that I would say, Oh, he's definitely going to continue this for the next 50 games. I don't know uh, that, I don't I, think, uh, Mark, I don't know that I was actually asked looking for a, a, a Definitive answer from you, but what I was go- reaching for here is this. The good news about him playing the way he's playing is if the Braves have to make some sort of trade later on, you could put him in a package that before I don't think you could have. But now you could I, – I think he's expendable if you needed to put together something before the training deadline later in the season. And you take – well, you're taking on a lot of salary if you're, if you're doing that. Uh, I, you're taking on I'm the, just, the whole thing probably. Just a thought. Like I said, just a thought. Anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Uh, Mark Simon is joining us here. We got him to fall in the sword about RCA. Now, what else can we get him? No, we, we got him because he's talking about injuries and pitchers, and we got some guys who are out. And he's uh, you, you, you heard something this week about pitchers uh, and comebackers. And why yeah. is there a particular reason for that? You, you decided to write about it. Something, what are you noticing? Yeah, so, and this applied last year in the playoffs, Charlie Morton getting hit, and Soroka getting hit in his rehab uh, last year that I think slowed that uh, down in the middle of the season. Uh, We have noticed, and I think the impetus for this was there were two guys. There was a guy on the Rockies, uh, Bailey Faulkner, and there was a guy on the, uh, Ryan Faulkner, and there was a guy on the the Royals, Ryan Yarbrough, that got crushed like drilled at a, with 100-mile-an-hour line drives that wound up hitting them in the head. One of the guys got a fractured skull. One of the other guys suffered a concussion. They were really significant. We went and looked, and we noticed that comebacker injuries, whether they're just the ones that a guy shakes off or the more serious ones, are up 
uh, by a decent amount this year. Um, and we counted, as a matter of fact, 10 instances where a guy got crushed, not necessarily as bad as Yarbrough or Feltner, but either had to come out of the game uh, or the game was stopped for an extended period of time. And if you look at the last couple of years, that had that hadn't been as much of an issue. Um, in fact, there are more right now. There are more of these kind of injuries this season, the really, really bad ones, than there were all of last year or all of 2021. Guys are getting drilled, forced to leave the game. I saw two. I saw one each of the last two days too that were that looked really bad, where the guy was lucky to be all right. Um, so yeah, it's a concerning thing for for the sport, I think, as a whole. And the Braves saw it last year in the playoffs with Morton. And yeah, we just brought it up because it, it it seemed kind of worrisome to us. That's why I never pitched. Oh, I, I know what I it did. was. I, hey, yeah. one come back to me. And it also makes you marvel again at Greg Maddox. Ten gold. He gloves. was always ready. He yep. was. I mean, you, yeah. You talk about coming coming out of your stance, and you're like not leaning toward one third or first base. You think that's part of it? The fact that he he kind of expected it, he looked for it, and maybe today's pitchers, not so much. Or, or you know, you would think. I mean, you practice it; it's a drill that you do, obviously, for for fielding. That's a very important part of it. What do you see as a reason for some of this? Boy, well, I, I think the biggest thing is those balls are coming in at like a hundred miles an yeah. hour nowadays, with no like no hesitation whatsoever. And so people have brought this up because I, I put it on a bunch of message boards just to see what people would think of it. Um, people have brought up the idea that there are more hitters now that are able to successfully go up the middle. So uh, if you're trying to consciously hit the ball up the middle, you're going to run into a few pitchers uh, along the way. And I I don't know that that's necessarily that no, I necessarily I don't believe that. On it, but yeah. uh, but that so that was one explanation. I just think it's the fact that the that the ball. Uh, the ball jumps off the bat these days uh, when you hit it. And 100 miles an hour is 100 miles an hour, and whether you're ready for it or not, that's pretty scary. Yeah, the ball's coming in, it, you know, faster. And if you want to believe certain people, it's a little tighter wound too, right? So you right. got that part of it too. But I, that whole thing about trying to hit up the – you can't try to hit a baseball. You can try to hit it, you know, to right field if you're a right-handed batter right. to hit behind the runner other than that or bunt. But, but, but you, you just, know what? The shift is gone. So you can right. try. That, so you can try the, the middle. That was why people were saying that. Right. I didn't know whether I would put anything into it. You're saying definitively no. Um, I'm saying I no. There's no way because when you're standing in the box, you just hope to make contact. You know, yep. like I said, other than sure. trying to hit it, swing late and try and hit it to the opposite field. I, I think it's the exit velocity and the exit velocity being up, and a lot of really strong hitters, a lot of very big strong hitters nowadays, more so than there were in the Rafael Ramirez days, um, <laughs> and just. That are crushing the ball. I think that's probably what it is. You know, hanging his hand on that Rafael Ramirez stem. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's too brave. That's one of the first. That's one of the first things I remember as a baseball fan. What was it? Thirteen and zero, uh, and like thinking that they were going to win the World Series, and Dale Murphy becoming an MVP. That's that's prominent stuff. Rafael Ramirez got mentioned on the. There was a, a tidbit about uh, one of the brave teams that he was on stole a ton of bases, and there was uh, Keith Hernandez uh, brought him up. Uh, in a in a positive light, uh, I think particularly for his defense, clearly not for his offense. Uh, 
Just actually this week that was that was uh, on the Met broadcast. You talking about the Met broadcast? Well, I, I was I was going to tee that one up, but I'm just I can't remember somebody getting this worked up over Rafael Ramirez. I know it. That, 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 <laughs> but not, go ahead. Not, t- not t- I didn't come long. with any history just today, <laughs> so I got to hang my hand on yeah. something. Well, it was all right. <laughs> well, folks, it out. We're, we're talking with Mark Simon at the hotline. Like I said, he's social. You can find him on Twitter at Mark A. Simon Says and uh, Sports Information Solutions, Sports Info Solutions. At it, I'm looking at right now and all the things we. May fret over the Braves. Their lead is four and a half games over Miami. They still have the biggest division lead of, of any uh, of anybody else, you know, in baseball. But the Mets right now are, are five and a half back. Thoughts about your team this week and a pitcher that got the pitch at, this week at home and heard some boos. Everything gonna be okay up there? <laughs> well, they won the game, so it worked out. Uh, or they, they uh, oh, you're, oh, you're talking about Verlander? No, they yeah. lost that game. That was in the bad times. They've reached the they've reached the good times now. I think I think they're going to wind up being picked off of this. They've had in the last three games they've had two really incredible wins. They were down in the ninth inning uh, against Tampa Bay, and they came back and won. Alonzo hit a walk off home run after uh, their catcher Francisco Alvarez hit a tying home run. Uh, then they won this crazy game the other night where Lindor got the winning hit after Alvarez got the tying hit after they were down 7-3 and they came back because Alonzo for the grand slam. Um, they they seem to have run into this thing now where they're the comeback kids. Uh, and I think they've looked a lot better. Uh, they've got Verlander and Scherzer today. I know Verlander got booed in his last start, and that was rough. Uh, and But I, I think they've I think the last three games have turned a corner for them. Alonzo is, uh, seems to be looking like he wants to battle Acuna for MVP honors. Uh, I don't, I don't think he necessarily is, uh, better, you know, going to wind up ahead of Acuna, but, uh, he's come up very clutch, uh, recently. And I think the, the starting pitching will work itself out. Carrasco will, uh, be better than he was in his last start. Uh, and they'll they'll creep a little closer. I think they'll be the second place team. I, I think they're they're going to catch the Marlins within the next five to six days or so. All right. Well, you answered my question because I was going to ask him what he thought of this Marlins team right now. Is it just because yeah. they're it's early, or do they actually have something there? And he doesn't so, believe so. Yeah, I, I think the I think the Mets are a, a better team than Miami at this point. Miami has some interesting pieces, but Chisholm Chisholm being out, I think, is a little concerning. Uh, I think. Uh, Kajura's got an ERA of five. I, I don't think you would have thought that the Marlins were going to be this good. The thing that the Marlins have going for them right now is this crazy record in one-run games where they're like 14-2. and two. Um, And that, much like shortstops who hit 240 typically for their careers, teams don't typically go 14-2 and two in one-run games. And I think that's going to catch up to them. Luis Arise might hit 375, but uh, I don't think that they're necessarily a serious contender. Well, here in town, Braves got a big week coming up. We got Seattle when they come out. We got the Dodgers in, then Phillies. I mean, that's uh, you know, two two back to back series. And while we'll say people will say it's early in the season, you can't win the division, you know, by winning games. You do want to beat the good teams or teams that are playing well. And we kind of owe Philly something too. I think this is going to be a. a you think it's a key week around here? You know, it would. I think it would seem to be, and I think uh, what. What you've got to think about too is that the Dodgers, the Dodgers had like a rough first 15, 18 games of the season or so, and then they flipped the switch and they're back to what they should have been. Um, yesterday, notwithstanding, uh, they, they lost to the Cardinals, but the, the, I think their depth is really impressive. Their superstars are really strong. 
Phillies have been weird this year. They had uh, they they were kind of it's kind of a similar thing to last year where Nola hasn't been as good as he probably should have uh, been. Wheeler, Taiwan Walker, their pitchers, the numbers don't match up to what you think they should be. The defense uh, at times I think has been shaky in a couple of different spots. Harper was out. He's come back. They had a good stretch. Here's one for you to watch. Trey Turner has not been anything close to what Trey Turner typically is. Hmm. His OPS is under 700. Uh, He just doesn't look – he looked – which game did I watch? I watched a game or two where I watched him, and he just looked like he was late or his timing was off. Uh, And I'm not an expert in that, but he just looked a little uncomfortable at the plate, striking out uh, a fair amount. Um, they're a little bit off their game right now. Uh, I would be more worried about the Dodgers at this point, even with the, I understand divisional games. Um, yeah, I think that's what I would say about that. All right. There's a possibility Trey Turner could be hurt. He's trying to hide an injury. Maybe. When guys like that go into a slump, an unexplainable slump, I mean, they're, they're trying to hide something. And, but I don't know that, Frank, but I'm just speculating. Either way, everybody's going to be looking up the Braves until further notice. So that's the way I look at it. Mark! Appreciate it, yep. man. Thanks, Mark. And nice yep. job for following on the sword. That was wonderful. We, we were holding <laughs> it over you. We just, you know, we got – it's more about our our, our listeners who are reminding Every- us to remind you. So. Everyone's up I think we lost the connection with them. But I don't know. We'll check back next week with Mark. Sign. All of a sudden, yeah. he went away there. I, yeah. I can't hear him. Oh, there, there you go. There you go. There you go. I said everyone's looking up to the Braves and Orlando Arcia. There you go. Uh, Mark Simon, join us next week and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you getting you up it. and joining us, buddy. All right. We are going to run over, uh, run through some things that we have kind of left sitting here and, and we haven't covered before we turn things over to John Fricky, Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. This dude is older than I thought. How old do you think you were? Well, how old do you think he is? Oh, mid 30s? Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Um, when I saw him. Yeah. You ready for this? Okay. Bro? 50s. 50. Oh, that was my guess. Wow. 50 yeah. years old. 50 years old. Yeah. Looking good for that, but I'm oh, just saying, yeah, I thought he was younger, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. He, 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 he been in it a minute. <laughs> yes, he has. He's been in it a minute. Yes, yes, right. he has. Yep. He, got a, he got a John Legend kind of thing, too. Yeah. The way he looked like they could be cousins. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Here's one for you. Both of you. Uh, Max, bring in on this. Seen the Godfather? Yeah. His, his daughter's name? Okay. Seen the Godfather? Mm-hmm. Connie? Mm-hmm. Did you know that she's Francis Ford Coppola's sister? I did not. No. It was like we talk about what's his name? His name is Coppola. Well, right. Nicholas Cage Nicholas changed Cage, his name. Nicholas Cage, right, right, yeah. right. But for those out there's a lot of people with their mouth open right now. And I was one of them not too long ago. But Talia Shire, who has got an incredible career out of just two roles, 
if you want to say. Basically, I, I take that career. Yeah. <laughs> Connie Corleone, uh, Corleone and, and uh, Adrian. Adrian. But, yeah, she's Francis Ford Coppola's sister. Not a lot of people know that. And yeah. I found it. Tracy asked me this yesterday. I was like, I didn't know that. I forgot. All the times you talk Godfather stuff, and that sort of slipped through the cracks. Which then means in Godfather 3, he had his daughter and his sister. They talk about nepotism. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> really? Whoa. Right? He had his daughter in it, and, and, yep. and, and, and you know. Did you start the said. show that I suggested you should watch or no? Not yet, but I have checked oh. it out. No, no, no. He's, okay. he's trying to get okay. me onto uh, Peaky uh, Blinders. Yes. And, but I haven't yet. You know what I started? I, I checked out Barry for whatever reason. I've been wanting to see this because I want to see about this hitman that Bill Hader plays. And that's where he, Fonzie's on there, too, which makes it kind of interesting. Um, and there's a lot of acting class and things. And things so I, I kind of like, uh, I gravitated toward that just a little bit. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 game 929thegame.com. We got a chance to hear Mike Conti's call again. It's been a few weeks. You know, Lanny and I got the tie, but... It's, it's been a minute since we've heard that that call. Yep. Can we get that again? Just just one more time. Almada now. Almada now. Just outside the 18. Ahead to Etienne on top of the arc. Bounces it over to Hernandez. Right side of the 18. Cross to the back post. Goodman. Header to Yakabakis. Score! <laughs> Boom! Yakabakis! A That's well-worked it. team goal by Atlanta United. And we're back level in this wild match of the 56 minute. Feed the audience, man. Yep, That's what yep, you do. Yep, Got yep. the tie against Chicago. Next time Atlanta United pitch, it's going to be next uh, Saturday at Orlando. You can hear that game right here. Pre-kick at 7 o'clock. Kick at 7.30. Yeah. And that next Sunday morning, we will be playing replays of an Atlanta United win. Right? Uh, all, hey, we, we hope so. And also, <laughs> also next Sunday morning, I think we'll be watching – First round matches from the French Open, which means a visit from Karen Pastena. How about that? Looking forward to that next weekend. Yep. And I, 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 I get a chance to talk to her husband. Yep. <laughs> Look forward to that. I ain't talked to the guy in a while. Also, I want to remind you, Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game wants you to celebrate Father's Day with us. Go to ninety two nine The Game dot com slash contest and register for a chance for you and a guest to join your favorite ninety two nine The Game hosts for a special Father's Day dinner June thirteenth. Buckhead Butcher Shop. Tell us why you want to join us for celebrating Father's Day this year. Entries close Friday, June 2nd at midnight. So we're going to announce the winners over the week of June 5th. There you go. Outstanding. All kinds Outstanding. of stuff we got going Braves on. Braves baseball here. coming up today. Um, they're going to play the third game with this uh, Seattle Mariners from the town. Jared Schuster is going to get the start. He's still looking for his first win. That happens at 1.35 uh, today. Also today, we heard from Adam Alexander, the NASCAR All-Star Race at North Wilkesboro Speedway taking place this evening. You want to tune in and check that out just to see what the place looks like, a uh, place they haven't raced there in, in years and years, and they're kind of going back. Throw something, throwback for, the, for some of the old-school NASCAR fans. The PGA Championship has some drama. PGA Championship has some drama for this final day. Why? Well, Be- why? Because Brooks Kepka is on top of the leaderboard. Going into the final round today. He tees off the day around 2.30. He's a six under par. He's had back-to-back rounds of 66. Remember, at Augusta, he was in the driver's seat and everybody was fretting. Oh, is one of those live golfers going to win the Masters? Oh, you know, perish the thought. Well, will, will, will one of these live golfers win the PGA Championship today? And you're talking about what's the drama, what's people, some people tune in to check out to see 
what happens and what's the reaction. I mean, yeah, if he wins. No big deal. Give him the, I don't, because there won't be a ceremony like somebody giving him a green jacket at the Masters. Had he won it there, that might have been a little. Size of that trophy I ain't talking about the there. trophy. You get the trophy at the, at the Masters, right, too. The trophy. But it's the presentation that goes along with I it. I think people will pay attention to this Oh, this I do, too. Pay attention is more one so thing. The more, more so than normally. But, you know, there's no butler cabin, and you go don't, you don't go just sitting there with Jim yeah. Nance and all that care. No. But, but I'm just, but, 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 you know what I mean? You don't get to hear the music playing in the background. But 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 there's still. The idea of this, here's Brooks Kepler, and, and can he hold it together on this final day? Because, it, you know, it all went wrong. It all, you know, went sideways at Augusta on the final day, and it didn't happen. So, I, think, I think there's apathy toward golf right now. As the show winds down, it's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet as we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed with Sam and Greg. But that's just me. But you're right. We will see what happens, and they'll make a big deal about it if he does win. Yeah. So they will They will absolutely be talking about it. All right, let me throw out some of this stuff that happened on this day. Did you – and I don't understand what this meant, and I don't mean to, like, put the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. I just didn't understand what this meant. Today, Lawrence, Kansas, captured something called sacked by pro-slavery forces. I, I Again – it, it didn't explain, but it did give me a reason to bring up Lawrence, Kansas. Okay. Because do, do people know that that is, Max, did you know that Lawrence, Kansas is the actual geographic center of the lower 48? I the United not. States. Yeah. Did you know that? No. I knew only because I watched some movie back in the day that talked about the first nuclear strike, where it would hit, if they were going to hit the center of America. And it was Lawrence, Kansas. So that just stayed with me. I don't know why. I thought St. Louis. Well, they can blow that place up too, as far as I'm concerned. I'm not blow it up. I'm just saying the places <laughs> like in the middle that you know. Well, yeah. Winter times get real winter. Summer times get real summer. You know, and you just right there. In and the that middle. mugginess off the yeah, Mississippi. Yeah, I, I, oh, jeez. That, that's right. In the I've been there. Woo. Yeah, it's you got to take a butter knife out. All right, a couple important things happened on this day. Okay. In the late 1800s, do you know who Clara Barton is? You should. We should all know Claire. We probably studied her but forgot her name. She is the person who started the American Red Cross. It was founded on this day. And also, and this one's for you, Mr. Crenshaw, the National Lawn Tennis Association was founded also on this day. How about that? You know where? New York City. New York. So, um, here's something. 1917, something happened around here that folks should remember, probably studied. The Great Fire of Atlanta. Okay. Did you know about that? There've been a couple Heard of fires. There've been a couple of fires. Yeah, I'm not talking about Sherman. Or no, like no, this, this is, is no. They've been other fires in okay. the city. Well, this yeah. was the Great Atlanta Fire. This over in Fourth Ward. Didn't say it. Just said ten thousand. Okay. Yeah, ten thousand people were displaced, but only one fatality. There was a big fire over in the, in the Fourth Ward area years and years and years ago. Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Open today. Right. Uh now this would have been something to see. 1981. I probably the last state funeral. In Jamaica, and it was for Bob Marley. Mm. A st- I got a state funeral, yeah. and I can ex- absolutely understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, and today was the last day of the um, Ringling Brothers Circus. Ringling uh. Brothers and Barnum and, Barnum and Bailey Circus performed for the last time yep. on this day, 2017. Uh, and one of the Tigers got loose on I-75. <laughs> uh, celebrating the birthday today. Happy 46th birthday, Ricky Williams. Happy 50, well, would have been 52 years old today. Biggie. Oh, man. Biggie would have been 52 52. today. 
We'd mentioned Mr. T71, James Reinhold, uh, Johnny Majors for the college football fans will remember that name, mm-hmm. and Errol Parsegian, would have been birthday today, Raymond Burr, and oh, Fats Walla. Ah. Fats Walla for you okay. jazz fans. Anyway, is uh, our is our next guy ready to jump in with us? If we promise not to ask him about any law, any Mount Rushmore stuff, <laughs> <laughs> we promise not to bring that up again. Anyway, John Fricky is coming up top of the hour. We're going to spend a moment with John and just, ah, is, is Mr. Fricky there? I'm here. I'm yeah, there. He you. is. Good morning. Hey, morning. Morning, guys. Coffee number one. Cup of coffee number one or number two so far? Oh no, coffee's long gone. I mean, that, that was three hours ago. <laughs> oh no! Wow. Okay, he's 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 been up prepping. Where, where are you at on yeah, these? Where to lunch? Huh? Where are you on the uh, bullpen games? I think I saw something that you posted. That you oh, you know where I'm at. The bullpen game. Yeah, never again. They got to stop. What? Never just, again? Never again. Never again. You know, you got way too many arms uh, in the system. Go out and make a move. Uh, we'll get into all that. Yeah, no, never again. That just a damn disaster. <laughs> And you're not a team that can afford to do that. I mean, because you're, this is a World Series team. You don't. You're too good for this. You know, you're not the Marlins. You're not the A's. You're not the Royals. Come on, stop it. We're too good for this. And so it's no, no, never again. Anyway, uh, by the way, Greg, you might want to know um, the ratings for the Masters this year were like record smashing. Really? Yeah. Okay. And it'll be interesting to see what the ratings for this are. I think they're going to be great. Do yeah. you think that's uh, because the Live guys were there? I think in part, see, Liv has done something, even if you hate Liv, and boy, if you hate Liv, I'm, I'm fine with that. But it has done a couple of good things for, for, for golf here. Number one is it forced the PGA to uh, up their purse, change kind of their rotations and their schedules, and, and really get with the program. Phil Mickelson wasn't wrong about that. Greg Norman wasn't wrong about that. So it forced them to do that. The second thing it did is it created uh, this PGA LIV, like when Bryson DeChambeau went to the first tee yesterday and was almost booed off the first tee, where we have Bill and we have heroes that's and good. Yeah. You know, that's good yep. you know I, right exactly it makes drama i mean brooks right. kepko was already one of the probably three most disliked golfers in, in golf when he was on the pga tour right. I, I know for you kepka fans out there you like him that's fine i i like tiger woods and people don't like tiger woods it's okay mm-hmm. uh nobody likes patrick reed so we're all in no he's right he's right he's absolutely right <laughs> you know and, and you know and Bubba Watson, he, all those. Did you ever see that one where they did the anonymous thing where they asked the players, who do you not like? And Bubba Watson won by like a mile. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember like, that. that one, yeah. You know how we talk about we talk about athletes in certain sports and we talk about this guy is absolutely the best. He's unshaven, but yet this guy is the most beloved. I absolutely believe that in golf, Tiger may still be that person, but John Daly, every time I see this guy show up, he just makes people smile. I wonder, would you? Is it fair to say that he's still, or is the most beloved golfer out there? Well, he's Santa Claus with a cigarette. Sure, that's what I mean. He's, there's something about that. Guy. And bad pants, right. very bad pants. And he don't care. He don't care. He, he don't care. I, you know, if you don't care, like I don't care about certain things. I mean, you you get away with it. No, I love John Daly. Well, yeah, me too. Listen, he's going to be in here caring for the next few hours. That is John Freaky. He's joining us next, Mr. Crenshaw. Yes. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your you Sunday. Well. You, you do too. M- Congratulations again to our graduate, Max. The graduate. Thank you. Thank you. Great there show. You, you guys have yourself a great day for everybody. Thank you again for letting us be a part of your weekend. We'll be back next Saturday morning from 6 until 10. We'll be back Sunday from 6 until 10. Have yourself a big week. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.